Welcome to our weekly discussion of Shadow and Bone. Tonight we will be discussing episode four. I'm going to just call it episode four because it's very hard to pronounce the actual title, but I'm sure we'll talk about the actual title because we always talk about the titles. But before we start, just a quick couple of notes. One, feel free to message us, send us an email at pages and popcorn at Ah, sorry, pages and popcorn podcast at gmail.com. And yes, I'm going to leave that little verbal tick in because I'm not really going to edit these. This is recorded live and on Zoom and in the studio in their own homes, living rooms, eating their own dinners is Jennifer and Heather. And for the first time, Kat. It's going to be very exciting. Just a reminder, everybody, try not to talk over one another because I'm not editing. And yeah, I know you all. None of you are going to be trolls. So. Hooray. But please try to keep the conversation to tonight's episode. The episodes that led up to tonight, a little reference back to the book is fine, but we're going to try to really keep it with this first four episodes, as in don't go beyond the four. And I'm going to do a recap. <coughs> Here we go. We have plotline A, the Alina plotline. We just get her out of the way real fast. Here we go. Alina spends most of this episode upset that Mal hasn't written back to her or shown up at the little palace. She is sure that once he shows up, she'll be able to do all of her magic stuff. For some reason, she's sure of this. She is at first resistant to her new life. She won't wear the black because it is the color of the general. Can't really harness her power despite uh, Bagra trying to beat it out of her. But then, then she has a horse ride with call me Alexander, aka the general, and we get a bit more world building. There was once a Grisha who wanted to take over from a long ago king and he tried to harness the power of the bonesmith, remember him, and accidentally made the fold. This dude was the black heretic and he is related to the call me Alexander Darkling, which is why he wants her to fix that fold so bad. Okay. Anyway, her training with Bagra gets intense and Bagra makes snide, you don't even have a mother comment, and that makes her mad because her power is obviously tied to her emotions. And then she drugs her so that Alina can have flashbacks about her past and remember that she totally fucked up with the Grisha test she was given as a child on purpose so that she could stay with Mal and protect him. And Bagra's like, that's kind of stupid. And then Alina bumps into Call Me Alexander in the middle of the night and he's in a foul, dark mood. Get it? get it dark mood in the map room and under a lot of pressure and she can help by touching him and oh my god there might be feelings so she skedaddles and starts to rethink things starts to re-go through all of her memories and wonders if she really was important to mal or if he was just important to her and suddenly she can harness her power so yay she gets Jenya. Also, we get confirmation that it is Jenya. she gets Jenya to remove the scar on her hand and she eyes the black outfit also, Zoya has been punished for her actions and isn't around, and the general is looking for Nina. She was on a mission for him and has disappeared and needs to be found. So let's talk about Nina. Nina is only in like two scenes, but it's important. She's still on the slave boat. She does some verbal sparring with a guard and shows off her spunk and sassiness. And oh my God, it kind of looks like they're going to be enemies into lovers thing. And I really, really hate that. So I really hope that's not it. But anyways, I'm conflicted. And then there's a bad storm. And the guard is told that if the storm gets much worse, just kill all the captives. And he looks upset by this. And we also get confirmation that the heart renders slow and speed up the heart, but have to use their hands. Speaking of something that slows down my heart, let's talk about Mal. It's his turn for inner monologue all over this episode. and He's pretty much writing to Alina and not getting any letters back from her. And the heart is growing fonder due to distance. He has volunteers. He has volunteered to go track down this magical stag and his buddies have come along to provide first comic relief and then emotional weight. It is cold and dangerous work and his friends are both killed and he's really upset, which is understandable. And also now we have his flashbacks about when he was new to the army and he got himself thrown into the brig because Alina was in the brig. She is, his voiceover tells us, his true north. Also, right after his friends are killed and the guys that killed them are also all dead, Mal sees the magic stag, and I'm not sure how he didn't die from the machine gun fire. Also, apparently, he always knew that she was Grisha because, new world fact alert, Grisha's, or at least Alina, emits some kind of sound that Mal can hear. What? Yeah, we'll talk about it in a sec, but finally, and must fun, we have the Crows storyline. The Crows. 
they've made it where they wanted to go, but now they need to get into the little palace. It's going to be hard because there's this big ass party that's going on. And so maybe that's going to make it more complicated, even though in my head, I'm like, wouldn't that make it easier? But fine, whatever. So they need the blueprints of the palace. And that means a heist. Both Jasper and I get very excited about the idea of this heist. The heist goes off with only a tiny hitch that just gets us to see how our merry band is as awesome as we can possibly imagine that they are. But the plans are kind of a dud. So they need a new plan. And Arkin is there in a pinch to sabotage a member of a traveling circus act so that Inej can replace the aerial dancer. Jasper can be part of her act by sharpshooting cards that she's holding as she's hanging upside down. And they can all get inside the palace as part of this entertainment. Uh, yeah, Kaz is going to find his own way in, KK thinks. And I guess Arkin will too. Also, Jasper says goodbye to the goat who is named Milo. And at one point, Inej is carb loading. And I love it. The end. Very well done. It is fun. I like writing these recaps. These recaps are fun for me. <laughs> it helps when there's a lot going on in an episode. Yes. And my notes are like plot, plot, plot. And they like intermix back and forth. They don't, you know, and then I just, I just scroll up and write it. It is kind of funny. Like Nina really only has two scenes and then Mal has more than that. And then the crows have more than that, but still most of it is Alina, sadly. So Anyways, anyone have general thoughts before we get into more specific thoughts? <laughs> Inez is so cute. I am crushing on her hard. Yes, Inez is pretty awesome. I love her. I love her carbs loading. I love watching her as an aerial dancer. Have Have any of you done aerial dancing or aer <laughs> no. aerial aerobics? Or I did I'm going tomorrow night. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. I did it in February 2020, right before everything shut down. And I, I loved it so much. It was great. So, uh, but it is quite a workout. So way to go, Inej. Yes. I really like that. I love her in everything I've seen her do, like huge crush. <laughs> and thank you for turning me on to this series. Yay. Yeah, she's got those huge eyes that you just fall into. Yeah. Well, that and she plays... At, I haven't seen her play a half character. I was going to say half lame, but this is not D&D. <laughs> I haven't seen her play a, a halfway character in, in anything. And everything, there's like a uh, an element of, I don't want to say espionage, but like the ability to be aware of everybody around them and get into and out of situations and a little bit of a badass and you never know fully how much of a badass so you're always just like i know there's more there i just i want to see it all and yeah. hot outfits apparently she's a regular on the series the outpost which is a cw series so that's cool her name is amita suman and yes she is that actress is very well cast i i mean second only to jasper who totally has my heart because he is balls! I loved how excited he got when they were like, it's going to be a heist. And he's like, his whole body wiggled. He was just here for it, here for the heist. And I'm I here for to, Jasper. hate to tell you, Kalia, but I think his heart belongs to Milo. I, that is true. <laughs> That's okay. We can share because Milo is also awesome. <laughs> did you catch that he gifted him a bullet? Yes, to, I did. To always remember him by. I did. And I also got it later when he was frustrated. He was like, I miss Milo. <laughs> and I just, I love the, the tavern wench or whatever that it was. She just looked like this long suffering. And you're, I was thinking, oh my God, is she going to eat Milo? Is she like, oh yes. yeah, I'll totally take care of your goat, goat. stew. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. That night. Yeah. He, he was dinner. Oh, so sad. So sad. <laughs> Milo the mutton. Well, I think isn't mutton lamb? lamb yeah mutton is lamb oh is it yeah 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 okay but long rip milo <laughs> anyways uh so while we're talking about crows stuff i i really liked the heist i know those people who have read the the book that it is like jennifer said oceans 11 in a fantasy world and so it was fun that we kind of got to see some of that you know which is what people like about those characters so i really liked it i liked how it all played to their their strengths I like you know Inej coming down 
you know, from the ceiling and Jasper having to use his marksmanship and Kaz being the planner. I love that Arkin is now just part of the team. I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but I enjoyed him in this episode as well, even though it's really fucked up to uh, sabotage a circus performer person. With oil on your soap. Yeah, that, that was a little harsh. That was pretty harsh. I I do kind of wish they hadn't um, signposted it so obviously because they're all standing around and then the person falls in the background. The camera linger like shows us and then shows us Arkin looking and then you're like, okay, why did we just see that? What was the significance of that? So I felt like they kind of tipped their hand a little bit, yeah. but that's like my only complaint with that particular storyline right now because that that storyline is just going swimmingly well. I wouldn't have had a problem with that scene if they hadn't also shown him pouring oil on the silk. Because if they had just left at that scene, you go, oh, did, did he do the thing? And then, oh yeah, he did the thing. And so- uh. I like that it, they showed it as a little flashbacky thing. I thought that was cute. Like the, what was going on? Or like one or the other, like have him just raise an eyebrow, but like nobody else notices. It was some little clue that he knows what's going on, a little smirk, but everyone's kind of, noticing and that felt a little heavy-handed the minute that red sash unfurled for the circus performer i knew yeah <laughs> like because that that's exactly the stuff she had been doing i'm like oh they're gonna join the circus troupe yeah yeah which is cool it did i mean yeah and then when they said make friends i'm like oh your nice guy's gonna show how not nice he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm a little confused, like I said about Arkin. Is he part of the group now? Is he not? I don't know his motivations. Jennifer, you wished for a little bit less, uh, a little bit more subtle with that. I wish we had a throwaway line actually with him being like, My train is ruined because of you know the way we arrived and I need to raise money so that I can, you know, fix it so I can go back or whatever. Like this man had a career. He was that would be a throwaway line. Well, it you well, know, it would be just something. He- when they said, what does a million dollars mean to you? And he asked him directly, that means you're part of the group. You're, you have your buy-in. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I just, I, at least for the heist, you may not be one of them, but you're part of this. I guess I had in, in, like intuited that he was just there to, to be the conductor and get them there. And then he wasn't really going to continue on with them. So it's kind of nice that I was wrong and that he's continuing on with them. I'm just not really, I guess it is just the money, but. I feel like if Nina had been able to get them into the palace, he may not have retained his status with the group because he would have outlived his usefulness. But yeah. At this point, they still need him. So they're yeah. bringing Well, and them. I'm assuming they're going to need him to get back across, right? You know, that's like... Well, if his train is... I mean, I don't know if his train is damaged. It looked a little damaged when they when they got. And I love that little flashback. They're all just sitting there, like, "Well, we got it." And then, just in case we all forgot what happened last week, we get like our two second thing of them going ah and arriving. So, I like those little things. I find that writing fun. You know, also I have to say during the you know the map copying heist, um, Inez when she was standing behind the guard and was like. sidestepping behind him Mm -hmm. just really like drove home how talented her character is like because we've seen her you know jump in and out of windows quietly you know appearing behind somebody but that really I think embodied her stealthiness and just kind of showed this is how good she is and this is her her value to the group and and to jazz so shadow dancing yeah i was just gonna say she was like a shadow and it looked like a dance it was it was really it was well done very well it done. was impressive yeah yeah i liked that a lot i and i love kaz being like i'll find my own way thanks <laughs> like he's like i'm not i'm not no i'm not gonna circus perform for you <laughs> i'm not your monkey this is not my circus <laughs> that's right kaz kaz only wants to be in the circus if he's the ringleader you know he's right yeah <laughs> that's why i was so direct to see him as the sculptor and he's got his little beret on and it was just oh and he steps into the role well enough ivan's just dressed up as the sculptor yeah ivan to go in ivan, ivan. the sculptor <laughs> Ivan, yes. 
I do like how in in these type of shows, movies, where it's like, how are we going to get into this massive fete that everybody in town is a part of and everybody has a way into? How are we possibly going to get in when like the whole town's going to support this event? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like any time in a movie where they're like, oh, look, I'll just I'll just change out of my one outfit and into my waiter outfit and then oh here I am I'm a caterer now I blend in because you know caterers always dress the same so here we go yeah or yeah. Jasper as the guard yeah where did like, he get the uniforms who knows and then magic. <laughs> and Kaz is out there with with his own little he looked like a little constable or something standing out there yeah I mean that's fine. That's just hand wavy. I'm like, they just, there's, there's bodies somewhere in a closet with big goose eggs on their foreheads, I'm sure. But, but it's, it's a smooth enough segment of the episode that we're not left with those questions. Whereas some of the other segments you're like, still like, wait, what? Like how? Yeah. I don't know. So at least the character developments enough that you can look beyond those, those little gaps. Yeah. Well, and it's not taking itself too seriously. You know, it's being goofy and it's it's making Fun. sense in the world that it's inviting. Did you, did you want to say, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to step on you. Oh, no, I just said fun. Oh, fun. Yeah, fun. yeah, it is. Yeah. It's super fun. You know, it's not so much fun. The titles. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did you look this word up? I didn't see it. I was kind of watching for it in the episode. Okay, they got to say the title, but maybe I don't hear it. Well, they never said the title of any of the other things. But this is a weird, funky spelling. I mean, it's a word. Is it? it I suppose you could call it that. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Usually words have definitions that go with them. Okay, this is what it means. It's the abandoned uh, uh, also known as the abandon is a term used to refer to people without Grisha powers in the Rafkin language. That is what it means. So, but you would only know that if you, I don't know, had read more of these books or that big of a nerd. What does it have to do with the episode? Well, I guess maybe because. Well, so we don't know whether or not Mal's Grisha. That's true. Mal's Mal's never been tested. Yeah, and I pointed this out before how silly I thought it was that they were like, oh, he had, you know, if you have an injury, then you can't be tested, you know, because Grisha can obviously be injured. Um, and then somebody, I don't remember who it was, it was, was like, oh, no, that they were probably just messing with him and telling him he couldn't be tested because no, no, they finally explained it. But they did, yes, in yeah. this episode, they're like, oh, we can't test him because his hand is injured. And I thought, okay i still don't quite understand why why you would never and then wouldn't they just come back and test him later or something like if if it's that important i yeah they made it sound like it was almost routine regular testings where everybody got tested and they came through on a regular basis to make you know test any new person who was coming through but if they went this whole time without ever getting tested again maybe there's an age window that they shoot for mm. like that's never explained but i do get the they use sudden and searing pain as a trigger to find out and if you're already injured or sick no man if if your hand is injured because you know but your it hasn't fallen off like literally it's in a band-aid and someone sticks a hot poker in your eye you're still gonna scream right i mean it doesn't even have to be your eye i'm a little i'm a little right right watching yeah. a lot of weird stuff on tv my point is that there could be hot searing pain in some other place on his body just because he's in some kind of pain now now alina hurting herself at the same moment as the thing but like intense like her mind knows where this pain is coming that i could right. be kind of like okay but i still don't buy that they couldn't have poked him with a hot stick somewhere else and and gotten the same result yeah no i i, I definitely do agree with you that like yeah there are ways that you could cause additional levels of pain, of pain to try to trigger whether or not let's talk about other it. ways we can well, torture no, children no, let's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but let, let's please not talk about torturing Sorry. children i, mean, I just been like if that is your whole theory but if Mao can hear tones of mythological creatures and Grishas. Yes. I'm I mean, that kind of makes me wonder, did Mal know he was a Grisha and never say anything? Did she know she was a Grisha and never say anything? 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And okay, so here's here's my thing. In the in the book, uh, and Jennifer and I talked about this before, it seemed like the author was occasionally just throwing in new magical things towards the end and it felt really like scattershot, like it hadn't actually been thought all that way through. And so there's a part of me that doesn't trust, you know, the the writing here and it's like oh they're just randomly adding a new grisha power but then there's this other part of me like you who's like this has to mean something god yeah, I i'm really particular about world building like establish your rules mm-hmm. i'll be good in a in a not real thing i just got done watching a horror movie and my wife was making fun of me because i can hand wave certain things but not other things like oh you can disbelieve this but not that the paint didn't wash off quickly enough <laughs> so like build a world for me yes absolutely i will totally dive into your world but build it well because otherwise your cracks just become massive cavernous pits that just you can't see past right it gets distracting so or my ocd brain can't yeah that's the idea of the consistency is key and mm-hmm. a lot of these storylines they're leaving too many of those gaps yeah so it, it's, i mean i mean we're all able to then fill in our own ideas but as a a series for you know television i feel like you can't let there be them those many that many gaps that allow too many interpretations because then they're going to get counteracted later in the series or you know it you have to kind of pinpoint things and we talked about this i think either last week or the week before that the costumes right and there's Mm -hmm. this whole scene with her switching from the black to the blue right I don't know if you guys caught that where she was riding with him and we talked about that like apparently in the book that's described why they have the colors and you know what it represents but in the show they have not even more so she's like you wear black so I'm not gonna wear black because I'm not like on your level but if you look like Maria and Nadia her friends they are wearing blue but this the stitching is completely different colors so these colors mean something to the people in the world yes we have not so that's the world building that gap that why can't that be a whole scene where she says no i won't wear the black that's his color and so the tailor changes it to the blue but we don't know why that actually matters Mm -hmm. so it's like why would you take that whole you know 20 seconds of the episode to make it feel like it means something but not explain it to us yeah so yeah like i was starting to pick out in their in their costumes like uh the fire and and the what they call them squalls the wind squallers yeah thank you um the the air some of the different ones you can see the the patterns matched some of their abilities but not not entirely consistently like you couldn't immediately pick it across right so i couldn't tell if that was strengths within Hmm. um (laughs) like okay attack or certain levels within like i'm like and when they were with the troops i really wanted that explained because i grew up in a military community like these things rankings matter are key yeah it's it's kind of like how i don't know if you ever played like video games where you have a talent tree and like if you're a (laughs) mage you can be a fire mage an arcane mage or a frost mage and then you go further down and you get special talents and then you get special abilities and whatever and so then you get to wear special you know uh armor because you've put all of your talents into this one freaking tree so like we know that there's red and we know that there's blue and then there's stitching in them and then there's one scene where we saw people in purple but we we've never seen another purple person and then there's like the guards and so like it's it is very yeah i that's because they're hiding from the purple people eater (laughs) yeah it is a little frustrating um because you feel like that there's there's stuff that you're not being told then and and you feel like it would be better if you were told. Like, I'm okay with not knowing everything if it's not going to matter, but I kind of feel like the stuff... But when you make it a point of something, you've, you've extrapolated that it matters. Even with the troops, there were certain things where they said, well, you know, with your coats or make sure you're wearing that outfit. It's like, okay, you you have little things that you point to. And if you're going to take the time, and even now film and memory cost money, it costs storage. If, if you're going to take the time to have that in, to, to film it, to extrapolate on it, if you're going to take the time to have that there for us to see it or know about it, you let me smell the hot chocolate. Let me drink it. I, what I feel like some of this is, and especially like with the title and with some of this, it's, it's like, 
I won't say Easter eggs, but it's like for the people who know. If you know, then you know. Yeah. And, and that's fine if the people who don't know aren't aware that, that they're missing something. Because if I'm aware that I'm missing something, it makes me resentful. It doesn't make me be like, oh, I want to find out. It makes me just hey. bitter that you're making, you know, in jokes and you're not expecting me to be smart enough to get it. And I don't like it. You mean you don't like being one of the not cool kids in the club? Because that's what it feels sure. like. Yeah, I would say we're not yeah. the cool kids in the club. We don't get to know. Apparently not. <laughs> so Jennifer, you haven't said anything in a little while. Do you have anything to add to this? Or... <laughs> um, I don't know. I, for the most part, was really disappointed with the training montage that she goes through because it seems like, well, we want to do the cliche thing, but we don't know how. So we're just going to throw a bunch of books on her so she's just holding a bunch of books how does this do anything with training like is she supposed to read all of those in this uh, short amount of time you know hitting her on the shoulder that's novel <laughs> yeah she's gonna smack so, the light out of you also yeah, pretty much let, let, let's like consider the fact doesn't she have a food taster for poison like don't you think once he sh well right she gets him once because then we don't see him again but i'm like if she knows people are trying tea. to poison her, why would she drink the tea? Oh. <laughs> because the person poisoning her is the person giving it to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Let's get you started. Where is the special training involved with, you know, this is your trainer, this, you know, wise old woman. And like, I can hit her on the shoulder. I can throw books at her. That's also, could like, you drug her hard. with the magic drug that would let her live through her flashback? Her trauma? Yeah. <laughs> could I find some mushrooms? <laughs> Well, probably yeah, i might yeah. be able to yeah she just you know the whole all those scenes with is it what's the gal's name ball bagra bagra they still seem like they're just like in a dark hole somewhere <laughs> like <laughs> where are they the they're like in a hut they're a in the hovel? evil hobbit hut uh, uh, yes an evil hobbit hut of hovelness <laughs> exactly i'm just like where are they like I don't it know. almost seemed like they were underground at one point. Yeah, yeah I thought it was you. a cave system. Yeah, it's 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 a little bizarre, and, and that's like, also hidden like, away. I don't know. It's somewhere. weird. Yeah, make your ball of light. Make your ball of light, and then she's all proud of herself, and who's like, it's not enough. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. like why oh, is why is this gal the one that's training for the magic? Like, we don't know anything about her. Who is she? Yeah. Again, something that we've talked about before is like, if if any of us were Alina, we'd be asking questions and. Either Alina is asking questions and getting answers and the audience just isn't getting privy to them, or Alina's just dumb, not asking any questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm left feeling like she's really dumb. I'm supposed to believe dumb. she was educated. She's a talented cartographer. She's smart enough to work with a division of the military that you know is part of a spy network. So she understands some level of, of something, of personal yeah. skills. And like, I'm writing letters. Is he not getting them? No, obviously he's not getting them. <laughs> and obviously you're not going to get his letters. Like, it, it, what? No, I invited him her. here. He'll be here any May because I invited him. Because I sent a letter, even though, like, I know troop movements often happen. And he's in the, he can't just be like, you know, I need some time off to go visit my friend. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, oh, and especially God. with the animosity between the two different. Armies. Yeah, yeah, like I what, know. like just because she invited him, and it's like, and she's like, he hasn't written me back. He doesn't care about me. Take away the scar on my okay. hand. Okay, so when she when she starts rethinking through her memories and decides that she must like you know like him more than he likes her, I love that they had to edit them super close because you know if you actually watch those scenes he does seem like he cares for her like way more than in the book like he seems like he genuinely does care for her in all the scenes that they've shared so her brain is like doing that thing where it's editing but it has to take like a five minute you know conversation and just take that two seconds where he looked away <laughs> and that's what we're gonna you know pin all of our hearts on I was like well okay this is YA and that is maybe a very teenager thing to do and maybe I just don't have the patience for that because I'm not a teenager anymore but oh my god it seemed really obvious that she was self-editing it so so clearly so badly I must have been defunct as as like a preteen like somehow I, I did not qualify because like my entire life those kind of scenes I go 
can we be done with this? Like, I'm that one person in the movie The Notebook when I saw it in theater that was like, oh, can you just kiss and shut up? Oh, I hated that movie. I hated and I that didn't movie. realize I was doing that in my out loud voice. <laughs> and like all the guys laughed, but like I, my entire life and still now, like half these scenes, like when you the, are not oh, alone. Yeah, I'm I like, say, you're I can't, not- I can't just use your effing words. But you guys, and- you guys, she is his true north. Oh, God. <laughs> See, you all made the same face. For those at home listening, <laughs> they all made the same face and rolled their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> No, we can't even see it anymore. Our eyes are so far rolled back. We're seeing our brains that work and can at least put basic concepts together. At least Mal's monologuing all over the place wasn't a recap of the last, you know, episode. And it wasn't three and a half minutes long. I'm still bitter about the last episode. But, and, 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 and what his memories are is that he does care for her, which is kind of a nice change of pace. Like it is, he does genuinely, like she's the one who's kind of turning away from him, which is fine because apparently she's going to need to do that in order to have powers. Because of course, as you all know, you cannot be an empowered woman and love somebody. You have to not love i it's such a weird mixed message well you can be in love as long as it's with the wrong guy god okay obviously in the map room in the map room so they tried to put a little smolder here we tried to call me alexander and there was a couple of lingering glances but i'm not buying it there's no sexual tension between these two people like at all like at all is it just me nope there's more tension between jasper and the goat (laughs) no i thought they were gay (laughs) I really thought, I was like, oh, this is cool. They're having like a, and then I realized, oh, they have no chemistry and they're trying to figure out how to fake it. Well, and I don't yeah. really know if it's like at this point, her trying to fake it or, I mean, I don't know a better term and this one might not be like PC for it, but he's like grooming her for a relationship. Oh yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's just saying all the right things and doing all the right movements and showing his vulnerability to her and you know I know what it's like to be you know everyone looking to you to save the world you know I'm not buying it no everything about him is grooming especially like it's not even just a height thing the way they've done the makeup they're they accentuated potential age differences so it is very very grooming it's very pdo I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, we don't know exactly how old Alina is and we don't know how ex- exactly how old the general is in it, but it feels like there's too much of an age gap here. Oh yeah, Like it just, that's definitely the vibe. And it's not because like he's immoral because just to go back to the book, just a smidge in the book, he's like hundreds of years old but he looks young because he's like magical right so you that's i mean it is but you also have like this that's a very classic ya thing right like the vampire blah 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 right um and she's i don't even she's older she's like late teens or early but whatever this it just definitely feels like he's a dude in his 30s and she's 17 yeah yeah it, it's, well, it's and it doesn't help because again going back to alina's lack of character and by character i mean personality right. um because again like she's just her character is so lackluster and naive and so it just that doesn't help at all i think that because again you know like kat said like she's a cartographer she's educated why aren't we seeing an intelligent woman in this lead role because she could still be vulnerable, even though she's strong. And so I yeah. think that was like figuring things out. Yeah, I think know, that stuff was a, like that to show that she has intelligence. Yeah, it was a missed yeah. opportunity because they're just making her. I mean, honestly, the way I see her right now is as pathetic. He doesn't love yeah. me. I have this huge burden. Everyone's looking at me. Oh my God, did you know I had to sleep in silk sheets? Formed <laughs> rock. They made me take a bath. You but not really made. Like, 
You can read a water fountain. didn't wash anything except this spot right here. <laughs> Only she one of my water fountain is clean and draw, and those are her two it, skills. It just, you know, like <laughs> okay, so so it looks sad. Her drawing, okay, because they have. They, they have this picture of the stag and they're like in the army and they're like, who wants to volunteer to go find this mythological ha 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 ha, this mythological stag. And Mal's like, it's her drawing. And I was like, wait, what? Did we see her draw this? Did this happen? No. What? Mm-hmm. what? I- and if she was the one who drew it, why is she drawn? Why is there, like, if this is supposed to be the original drawing that they pilfered from her letters, there'd be fold marks, there'd be wax marks, there'd be evidence that it was like copied onto handled. something else I'm, i was just like i'm sorry mm. no Again, that's yeah. too hand wavy right yeah. questions that's yeah way no question you're telling me the king doesn't have artists really yeah you're telling me that from across the room like glancing up at a random sketch of a thing you're like that's alina's drawing uh, my spidey sense is tingling <laughs> i see her trademark signature in the bottom left hand corner i taught her how to do that again too many questions yes yes <laughs> I mean, unless it was scented like braised lamb. <laughs> that was so funny. He's like, I'm sorry. Elders, I love when she does this. Oh, I like the braised the perfume. lamb. Nope, it's braised lamb. Mm, He's also the one lamb. later who was telling Mal, you know, I hope you can catch some of those. What did he call me? Furry hoppers or something? Yeah. The like bunnies. Yeah, kind of- He's like, I'm salivating thinking about it. I'm like, that's a little yeah. creepy guy. I-, I love that we-, we got a little bit more of them. And then they died. Well, yeah, they uh, made us like. Well, them. we know one of them's dead. Yep. We don't know the other one's dead. Oh, I guess that's true. He wept over the body of one, so we know that one's dead. But the, the other one, one was still groaning. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. So he could be slowly could dying. Be slow- I mean, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, we'll just leave him to die out on that snow. Looks kind of more like sand. I've never seen snow behave like. That. I don't understand right? how you. Mal is not dead because he literally was facing a machine gun. Yeah, the front of him was facing a machine gun. The machine gun was like, rat-a-tat-tat. He falls down, has his little, like, end-of-life flashback, and then gets up and is like, oh, yeah. this is a flesh wound. Like, what? <laughs> well, and I've always heard... It kind of shows that he got one hit in the side, sort of. Kind of. And I'm like, I'm kind of wondering, is the stag going to heal him? Because that's the only they're like out in the middle of nowhere in enemy territory and now he's injured and like if his other friend is alive he's also very injured and like and so they they're tasked to go find the stag right okay but Mm -hmm. we've also told in the last episode that like you have to kill the stag in order to take its power no no the grisha has to kill the stag yes they do the the professor does say or the the advisor the failing to be fully creepy advisor uh-huh. says that um, only it only works if the Grisha whose power connects to that particular mythical animal is the one to kill it. If anybody else kills it, it's a null and void. Right. So what I'm saying is that unless Mal is a Grisha, which we don't know, but I love that theory, by the way. But if unless he is, he can't kill this thing. So what is he going to do? Like, no, they're, they're tasked to bring it to the little palace. Yeah. OK, because whoever brings it gets a medal. I'm just saying this magical fucking creature is going to be like cool with walking back to the pa- I just also, I don't buy not going to fight you at all with my massive horns. Yeah, so it's not like you could, you know, lasso it because you couldn't Seriously. get all the horns gonna like sweet talk it and lead it home bleeding your way oh my god well that is the setup with the he's basically an animal whisperer because yeah. like the, with him as a kid he was constantly rescuing animals and apparently also supplying them for dinner so yeah, the animal thing. whisperer <laughs> yeah that's true no, i we just saw have, him with the i could not stop thinking that this deer had to have a chiropractor because imagine the weight on your neck the entire yeah. time like those those horns are bigger than the deer itself. that's what i was telling my wife i was like i the first time the stag sorry i am yelling the first time the stag <laughs> walked out i'm like okay as somebody who hunted first those things fall off and then can you imagine the weight on that animal like if he tries to combat with that which is the whole point of them uh well uh, and uh, again it's again with magic. The, the a little bit of you know they want you to kind of put full faith in that it's this mythical creature but remember we know it poops because they picked up the poop yeah yeah and they were laughing about it great it's mythical and then poop. they like split it in half so they each had a half of the pellet of the magical poop well so you know that, it's that 
that is proof that capitalism is in all worlds. <laughs> I want half if you are going to have half. But I'm going to sell this magic like, poop. If yeah, you're man. trying to, to sell this, this stag as a mythical being that doesn't have neck pain from the massive antlers, then it probably doesn't need to eat. Like it sustains itself with its magic. So again, just they're not thinking through. Well, Heather, I have it on good authority. I'm going to say, I have it on good authority that everybody poops. They do. It's true. But there's a book for the podcast, Listen. Jennifer. Did they make that into a everybody movie? <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay. So the other thing is that those antlers are supposed to be her necklace. Well, that's skipping ahead. So let's not do that. I know, but that's the thing I keep thinking about is like her necklace. How? Maybe it won't be a necklace. Maybe it'll be a she crown. Wears those? No, I hate. Mm. Flag okay, on the plane. So I'll be talking about so, the book. Apparently, let me, let, let's go back to Mal and his malodramatic. Um, not Mel, ah. a dra- malodramatic. It's my. I see what you did there. Yes. Like nice. <laughs> um, where he says, "I will get you the stag." At this point, it might be all I can give you. I was like, "Really? We get it. He's pining. We get it." Mm-hmm. It was just. You can also give her. Your North Star. <laughs> and, and a bowl of fruit while we're at it. Oh my God. <laughs> I love you enough to get thrown in the brig for no reason because I can't wait 12 hours or whenever Until you you're get released. out of the brig. Yeah. yeah, I have to like maybe mess up my own military career by picking a random fight with somebody so that I get thrown in the brig so that we can sit next to it. Okay. And compare what? our scratches. I mean, so she's is she older than him why was she already there he was like brand new she'd been there so it sounds like a conscripting process that also involves separate forms and levels of training so if she's a cartographer she's not going to be doing base training the additional layers of um artillery training so if she was conscripted in she's going to be given basic and then put to work or you know define what her education level was give her whatever additional education she needed and then put her into the map making portion of it right whereas he's a full i just wonder going from units to units i really wonder at what point their paths diverged because they were in the orphanage together and then somehow they separated and then they're both in the military but they're separate placement in the military and then they end up you know whatever um and i just like i'm kind of curious about i say We've been too busy doing back flashes to do forward flashes to know where that part of the story happens. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, oh, Mal. But see, that's, that's the, the world building structure again, that like they, they, they basically, they tell you it's a constricting process, but they're super vague. And it sounds like a lot of their own conscripting rules within that world completely conflict with each other. Like everybody's going to get conscripted except for all of these effing people riding around who aren't. Right. Well, you got to serve in some way, I suppose, ex- unless you don't. Unless, unless you it, don't. Yeah. yeah. It, that's well, and, and it feels like it was a status thing too, that, you know, you're an orphan. What else are you going to do? Like, that's just right. what you're going to do. Yeah. I did like that. They, it very subtly, the general call me Alexander. He, um, <laughs> references the fact that Ravka is like split in more than one ways and there's like this little bit of a political like civil war thing and it wasn't really hammered but we referenced it in the last episode and so we know that that's kind of coming and that's like a bit more so that they're laying in those breadcrumbs I like that kind of stuff where it's subtle and it makes sense in the conversation and it doesn't feel like exposition but you're getting exposition well yeah because she saw the map and she said is this current you Mm -hmm. know so yeah it and I know it's partly there to like, you know, ratchet up the pressure of how many children are dying every day because you can't figure out how to tap into your power, you selfish person, you. But still, yeah. La la la. Um, can we talk about Nina? <laughs> we know you want to. Hi. Um, okay, do you want to know about the book? No. Okay. Yes. Then I will just hush up. I, it's yes. not, 
I want to talk about the episode and what's happening in the show. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk to Jennifer later about the book. Yes. We, we, okay. we can all talk about the book later. I mean, I'm morbidly curious, <laughs> but like for the topic of this conversation, what it what we're getting is this dynamic between Nina and the guard, who I guess I'm going to have to learn his name because the apparently character. he's going to be... Mathathus? Matthias? Is that what you just said? Matthias? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it definitely... There's more smoldery tension going on right there than Alina and the Darkling, and I don't like it because it's a weird fucked up power dynamic and I don't like it. Just gonna say, I really hope they maybe become friends if he grows and changes and whatever. But I don't. It, I I have this feeling, and it I don't like it. So that's. So, I haven't read the books. Went into everything completely cold, other than like hearing some of the podcasts and checking it out. To me, with what they dropped in prior episodes, she's there on purpose. You think she got? So she's working it, and pre- to me, she's not as vulnerable as she's putting herself to be. Ooh, I like that. Well, because she's one of the main people in in the castle to begin with. You are not going to let one of your main people go off on a regular errand. And they've dropped enough. Uh, they've been worming their way into into our rakes to be able to find other Grishas and kill them. It's okay. Okay, what do you do when somebody's infiltrating you? You infiltrate them. Well, she, it does, because the conductor, he tells, you know, the crew, the crow crew, that she's not as loyal as the palace. You don't have to be loyal to a palace to still not want to die. Right. And so I feel like they have tried to build a lot of her character without scenes that she's in. And so I see that, you know, like it, there's definitely more to her than we've been given so far it's true and there nobody appears to have any direct you haven't seen any loyalty ties to the palace yet right no real loyalty ties have been shown i think what i'm i'm hearing is is that you're saying what we've gotten about her character is what we've been told by other characters who may or may not be reliable because they could be lying or they could be mistaken because general says i sent her on an important errand thing right yeah but then and she's disappeared which implies that the disappearing is being taken on the ship but you're right it could be that she's been sent to end up being on the ship and for some reason like the storm has delayed them remember we have no idea what day it is because half of our we have four storylines and we know for a fact that two of them are two weeks apart however, in time however we are all gonna meet at the palace yes. for this event at the party at, at the, the event, event. right yeah. So I was like, they're finally lining them up. Doesn't that make you think of almost every high school 90s film where yes. the big drama happens at prom? Yes. 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 Is Carrie going to be there? The end of the year party, guys. Let's get there. She'll take off her glasses and suddenly be beautiful. <laughs> That's how it no, works. No, she's going to blind everybody with her light. <laughs> oh. And there's going to be the slow music intro. <laughs> <laughs> She'll wear black and they'll match. It's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a thing. And then he'll come in and be like, but I've always loved you. Yes. And Mal's going to show up and be like, I've been trying to write to you. And she'll be like, oh, I don't need you anymore. And then she'll turn away and then she'll change her mind and turn back. But he'll have turned around. And yeah, I think we've all seen the same movies. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited to see what happens to Nina. Uh, we don't have a whole lot going on over there, like literally only two scenes, but I found both of her scenes really interesting. I like the fact we finally know for sure what it is that the heart renders do. And I I am a sick and twisted individual because she was like, I can't do anything right now. My hands are up here. And I thought, well, what if they cut off your hands? Is this like the magicians where you need your fingers to cast? Yes. Or is it because well, we don't know again because they don't tell us stuff or is it just like a pointing thing like if you have arm stubs could you do it with your arm stubs could you learn to do it with your legs that you would know, be fucking awesome you know what like for a show that we need to not ask a lot of questions you're like making more <laughs> you're like you know what i don't have enough questions to to ponder but i want to know if stubs can make magic <laughs> My my thing with the with 
a couple of them was they didn't need their hands to cross. And I can't figure out which group it was whose hands didn't need to cross, but it was like the magicians that they had to do things with their hands to make the stuff happen, which when you call it small science, you don't need to do the thing with the things. You just do the thing. And the other thing is she was like one of, thanks babe. Sorry about that. <laughs> She's like one of their best people, one of their best fighters, one of their best, you know, what and the chains like and the fact that nobody else was really fighting and nobody else was taking sergeant it seems to also be a power level issue so if you're not that strong you have to have tools like your hands if you're powerful enough or depending on what your skill is like um oh jasper jasper just needs a gun you know but if he didn't have a gun he'd still have his power it would just manifest in a different way so it seems like if the weaker you are, the more tools you need. The stronger you are, the more mental it is. And then you have active versus passive. So passively, she recognizes people's heart speeds. You know, she can sense things. To affect change, to do an active bit of magic, she would need to do something else. If she were more powerful, she wouldn't need to do that. So like- No, I was Alina, gonna say, like them having their hands chained. Mm. Like I, I found it hard to believe that like, if it's just, if it is like what you're saying, which is kind of what I was picturing, that they wouldn't have individually manacled their fingers or cut their hands off because you don't trust them for the obvious reasons. You could still keep yeah, them why alive. Why are you asking questions? Or... That's breaking the world. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, they could have just cut off. This all is of a house hands. of cards. I, and and I keep waiting for her to like flip in the chains because you can tell by the way it's secured. There are ways. To, I mean, you'd still be stuck on that boat in the middle of the ocean with these people. I'm assuming ocean. But it was just like, and really, the other women have been unconscious this whole time for what feels like, I think, about three days. Well, who knows? It could just be later that same night. Again, we don't line. know how much time. We well, told her you haven't eaten in days. Yeah, but two days? She could. Ten she, days? She got the, yeah, seriously. I mean, and they got her in her hotel room you know, she had just gotten there. Maybe they'd been watching her and they knew that she hadn't had lunch before they kidnapped her. I don't Several know. Several days behind in the rent at the hotel. So like she had been waiting on them. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, like you said, too many house of card moments and- And and you're opening doors on a house of cards and letting <laughs> the wind in. And there's, you know, there's the author and the filmmakers going, stop it. <laughs> My cat's going to go by and just tap the most important card. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's definitely one of those things where you just have to eventually be like, okay, I'm just along for the ride and I'm just going to in just watch it. Um, but then we wouldn't have so, a podcast. So, you know, okay. I'm also going to say thank you, Kat, for continuing the podcast tradition of having cats. I was just going <laughs> to say she fits right in strange. because yeah. we, I think, have all had our cats interrupt or make an appearance on yes. the video. Definitely. It's like a thing. It's like a thing that they do. That's how we know that we're the cool kids, right? That's right. So can I, can I start with what I hope for an upcoming yes. episode? Yes. Okay. We've now had Alina narrate an episode. We've had Mal narrate an episode. Can Jasper have a turn, please? <laughs> <laughs> because that would be so much fun. Like I feel like his would be, do you guys know in the Marvel universe where there's that one guy who like recaps things with everybody's voice and it's like super, super fast and it always like goes through yeah. and it shows all of the different scenes. I feel like Jasper could do that in his own Jasper way. In He'd be awesome like, let me explain way. what just, what just happened. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Yeah. That would be cool. Like, I just, I feel like I'm still team Inez. I would love to see her version of things. Yes. Inez. She is very cool. Although she just, she's not a big talker, so I, I, it would be hard for me to imagine her. That's what would be kind of fascinating is to see what's going on under the surface. Yeah, you could, I would love to, to have Inej do one so you could hear the monologue of where she's seeing the clues and building the storylines and seeing the things that other people either aren't seeing or aren't recognizing. Still waters. Right? Oh, speaking of, of Inej, so I did go back on the last episode to see what she was tasked with getting for the train ride. Thank you. <laughs> uh, don't thank me because um, I listened to it like eight times in a row 
because I'm like, what did he say? Why did he mumble? Like, and I'm sorry, Alina keeps like not articulating her lines either. And again, that like just makes me feel like it's like their attempt to make her demure and like, you know, understated. And I'm just, I want to like scream at the screen and say, enunciate your words. But anyway, she was tasked with picking up a bag of Jerda. And it was, he said, but Mazali, not the other one, because it's not as good. So I don't know what that is, but she had to get a bag of something. That is um, a bag of plot device. <laughs> it was for his tea. We'll just, we'll just say it was for his tea. I mean, yeah, because who yeah. knows what they used it for. Pardon them spice. Yeah, it never <laughs> comes back up. But yeah, that was... And apparently she got whatever she was supposed to. But, yeah, but, sure. Yeah, Jerda. Of course she did. Jerda. I don't know. Good. A bag of Giardia. Giardia for everyone. <laughs> Maybe not. Hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that is a good thing to hope for for the future. Yes. Um, I don't have any hopes. I'm just, at this point, I'm just like, I guess uh, fewer Alina scenes. And more- As you say, I hope Alina never narrates another one. Yeah, Ever. yeah, I'm I'm still very bitter about the last three and a half minutes of episode three. So um, I'll get over it at some point, I'm sure. But yeah. So are you still yeah. looking forward to steamy between Alina and Alexander? No, I no. Because you have I, I mean, been. Yeah, because okay, I mean, and we're gonna reference like the one book that we we you know that this is based on that the plot from this is taken from the first in the trilogy. So that book is fair game to talk about and. In that book, it was a steamy moment, and I liked it. But has weird going with this story in this iteration of their story? No. Mm, no, no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't buy it. I don't like it. So, yeah, no, no longer. And that's okay. And the worst part is you don't know if it's intent or bad directing or bad acting. Right. Like if it's or supposed to be D. intent, if it's supposed to come across that way, you. Mm-hmm. If it's bad directing, change up. If it's bad acting, get them help. Again, D, all of the above. So one one other thing, which I think is cool, is that in every episode, we've had this, I, this continuing refrain for Alina of what are you, what are you, what are you? And in this episode, it was when Mal asked permission to go whatever, and they asked him, what is she to you? And he didn't even know how to answer, which is a stupid answer. But that's our, what is she? What is she to Mal? So not just what is she, you know, being asked herself, what are you? But what are you, what is she to you? They're asked Mal. So still a lot of what are you instead of who are you, which is a distinction that matters to me as somebody who has sat on a bunch of panel discussions talking about gender identity and sexual orientation and like you know how we respect people and we acknowledge that people have autonomy over themselves and that you know how we define ourselves is important and as a psychologist when we did cultural competency and we trained people to say how do you identify not what are you (laughs) oh I hate that phrase so hem anyways go ahead Jennifer your hand is up very polite Okay, so doing my Google Foo thing, uh, Jerda is a plant with orange flowers, mainly grown in, is a main ingredient in Jerda Parem. Is it tea? So chewing the flowers, yeah, it's considered a luxury, custom involves spreading the juice into brass spittoons. Ew. I don't know why they want Jerda, but it's used as a stimulant. It's kind of oh. like getting... See? Well, maybe he, tobacco or maybe, maybe he needed to be stimulant, like, be, to get through the long it's the caffeine of this world there you go yeah it's basically coffee or maybe my soy latte by the way did i not say it was probably for his tea yes (laughs) (laughs) nailed it good (laughs) and it's lethal to non-gersha okay i am hoping that elena stops at some point being just this giant trope of nothingness yeah i'm not gonna hold my female nothingness i have a new hope my new hope is that mal is a grisha grisha whatever because kat you you put forth that theory and i like it so that would be better than the alternative because the alternative is stupid (laughs) unless you cut their hands off (laughs) 
mean, this is how you know that I am like this far away from being an evil scientist because I'm like, hmm. no, no, same. I was like, this is just bad captive policy. Cut off their hands. Duh. See what Stumpy can do. Okay. Do you know how much less space they would take as hostages then? Do you know how many more you could fit in the boat? I mean, they're just how going... much easier they would be in their trials. I mean, they're and just... they could never disprove you then. Yeah. 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 I can't believe we're encouraging Kelia and her thoughts. On <laughs> you know what? Welcome, Kat. You fit right in. Thank you for No, that was my own logic. I'm saying <laughs> yes. not yes. is not that bad. Otherwise, that makes me that bad. Nope, we are on the same wavelength over here. So you come back anytime. Okay, that that is about it for tonight. Uh, just as we all know, we are going to be doing something slightly different next week because of scheduling. But uh, this this episode will be in the feeds on a Wednesday. And the next week's episode will also be in the feeds on Wednesday. And next week's episode is called Show Me Who You Are, which at the very least is an actual title. <laughs> not a weird (laughs) reference or prepositional phrase or whatever and i'm actually kind of glad that it says show me who you are and not show me what you are so but i'm maybe maybe there's hope still okay thank you guys so much for coming and uh for weighing in this was a lot of fun thank you kat thank you heather thank you jennifer thank you me okay